Hello and welcome to the Everyday Niner Fan Podcast. I am the adjacent Niner, Jeremy, joined by the man, the myth, if a Shanna hat were a person, he puts the B in subtle, Diamante. We back. <laughs> All right, so uh, have you, quick question, have you ever felt this bad after a 49ers dub? Yes. Yeah? Yes. That was not the answer I was expecting. Please elaborate. Uh, two years ago, week three versus Kansas City, one James Archibald, that's not his middle name. <laughs> Garoppolo. You had me. You had me. Yeah. <laughs> Tears his ACL versus the Kansas City Chiefs and effectively sandbags our whole season. So, yeah. But as we know now, in hindsight, some good came from that. Yeah, but in an ironic way, uh, it didn't last for long. Because as we're going to get into later, we lose that gym. It's, it's like the second uh, video game, like the sequel, when like your character starts off all badass and then they lose all their powers at yep. once. That's what this was. Like, yeah. we, Jimmy tore his ACL, so we got Nick Bosa, and then we lose Nick Bosa the following season yeah. to an ACL. Yeah. So uh, before we get into the Niners-Jets game, um, this is now, as of this week, a tradition to to just throw out a random question that you have not heard yet and then uh, hear your on-the-spot answer just to get to know you. Um, Let's and me it. as well. I get time to think about it because I come up with a question. You're on the spot. Okay, uh, question this week. What are your top three Pokemon? Ooh. I've got a little bit of old, a little bit of new, and then a little something in between. If you need a second, I can. Well, I was thinking all old, honestly, like first yeah. Gen 1. Yeah, I uh, still play this stuff. I don't know. Right, absolutely. Um, I'm going to take Bulbasaur because, Classic. I mean, day ones. Uh, from a strategic standpoint, Yeah, I am a Bulbasaur truther, so at me or don't, I don't care. Um, <laughs> well, like, you, you get your Bulbasaur, and your first... Your first gym is is Brock, right? It is. Right. All rock types. So you go in there with your Bulbasaur. Bang, you, bang. You wreck face. <laughs> wreck face. <laughs> Lay it on. Right? And then I'm pretty sure after that, the next gym leader is Misty. Misty. Water type. Bang, bang. So, hey, you wreck her face. No problem. Like, you don't run into a distinct disadvantage with Bulbasaur until you get to Cinnabar Island. <laughs> Which is so late in the game. Right. So by that time... If you don't have options outside of your now Venusaur, like, what do you do? Turn it off. Yeah. Turn it off. <laughs> um, and then for number two, I'm going to go Clefable. That's a good pick. Yeah. I it hadn't is. even considered Clefable. Listen, uh, I do like Clefable. Take it back to Pokemon Yellow. Okay. And that is why uh, I managed to catch a Clefairy and I evolved it into Clefable. And by the time I got to the Elite Four, I think my Clefable was like level 87. Yeah. And the the Elite Four couldn't tell me nothing. All right. <laughs> when it learns like the weirdest moves, like you could teach it surf, you, you could teach it You could it teach thunder. it anything because yeah. it's a fairy type. So yeah. it's just, like bang, bang. All right. Number hmm. three. That one I don't know. I'm, I'm not certain. Okay. 
Um, I'm going to go Mudkip. I'm going to go Mudkip. All right. Just because. Gen 3? Yeah. Just because, like, that was that was my go-to for for that generation. I wrecked a lot of face with a Swampert. So there's that. So my top three are going to be Senta uh, Scorch. That's a new one from, from Sword and Shield. It's like a like a fire centipede. Pretty sick. You could, uh, uh, you could break down the phonetics and take a good guess at that. Yeah. Um, uh, Malamar, which is like X and Y gen. It's, uh, it's a, like a squid that you, you evolve it from an Inke by hitting a certain level with your 3DS upside down or your Switch. You turn, and then the Pokemon looks like an upside down grown version of the previous one. Pretty Pretty dope gimmick. That's was a fan, and then, uh, and then Kabuto. Always loved Kabuto. Okay. I so I I like horseshoe crabs, which is kind of what they're based on. Those right. are like trilobites. Like every time I'm at a an aquarium that lets you lets you pet a horseshoe crab, I'm all in. So um, shouts I think out. I think the one in St. Louis is like that. It it sure is. Yeah. Uh, I was there not that long ago. Me I remember too. they had like the you could pet the stingrays. And I don't think I took a chance on the horseshoe crab. Uh, <laughs> regrets that I have to this day. You can tell uh, by this bit, like, who stuck with Pokemon and who did not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, if I handed you, like, blue today, you'd be like, hell yeah, I'll play blue. I'm with blue. it. Like, I can beat Pokemon blue with my fucking eyes closed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no problems. But, like, once you get past, like, fire red, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. And I've never been out. That's it. Like, Gen 3, I'm done. Oh, okay. I could talk about Pokemon all day. Right, but this isn't a Pokemon podcast. It so. is not. That's coming soon or late, later. I don't know. Uh, 49ers Jets uh, was, well, the whole league this week was a bloodbath. I mean, yes. this was this was a Hunger Games cornucopia. I mean, this was... People falling left and right, and yet you hate to see that sort of thing out of the Jets matchup because this is a this is a team that they could have beat with uh, their third string team. I think they, the practice squad might have had a, a pretty solid run at the Jets. And uh, you can't see my face, but I was thinking about whether or not I believe in C.J. Beathard that much. Would you rather have C.J. Beathard starting for the 49ers or Sam Darnold? The fact that you have you didn't immediately answer. Yeah, not I, a good reflection. Well, on, like on Sam Darnold, I think Sam Darnold's an overall better quarterback than C.J. Beathard. I mean, yeah, but Beathard's got like three years in the system, so like that's my that was my decision point. So the uh, actually. Uh, shout out to Matt Barr of the Fourth and Gold podcast. Uh, I saw he had a tweet that said Sam Darnold would be perfect in Shanahan's system, and then he like he just dropped it and ran away. So <laughs> yeah. you don't think we see you, but we see you out here. Yeah. Uh, so the the score, I, I do want to point out that last week we predicted scores for this game, and you were off by three points. You said thirty-one to ten. And it was thirty-one to thirteen. So congratulations. I'd say that's a that's a dub in and of itself. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I almost never remember what score I predict. 
I had to look it up. Like I was talking to I my, should write it down. I'll I was write talking it down to my today. brother. Uh shout out Kenny. He he got salty because I hadn't mentioned him before. Uh but I was talking to him and he was like, he listened to the episode and he was like, Well, your score was pretty close. And I was like, fuck, what <laughs> what was my prediction? I don't yeah. even remember anymore. I will write it down today. I'm probably gonna write it down like on my hand or some shit. Yeah. Uh, so tell me about the game. What were your impressions? Eric Armstead, who said, fix that turf, and also that 2020 is whack. He was right two times in one tweet. <laughs> and, and the bad thing, not to get ahead of ourselves, but uh, where do the 49ers play this week? MetLife Stadium? Back New York? in MetLife. This is, yeah, on the same disgusting garbage turf. Right. We're playing in quicksand. This is like some Tecmo Bowl, like hidden traps in the field bullshit. Yeah. And it didn't seem like there were a lot of complaints uh, week one. But we also saw James Conner uh, tweak his ankle in week one. Roethlisberger looked a little hobbled. I think the field is a problem. I don't think this is some um, imaginary let's not blame our conditioning coach i mean there is something wrong there actually i think the blame would be more appropriately placed uh i saw i was watching a few interviews and stuff the the equipment manager okay because it's his job to survey the field and and make sure everybody's got like the right cleats and shit on so that fella be he better be putting in overtime this week yeah and it's and it sounds like i don't know if there's been a uh any results of of it yet but it sounds like the the league was planning on investigating that turf yeah yeah. but uh yeah it's fresh and from what what you hear from like players and people who played on turf is that it's it's sticky like it doesn't have the give like yeah tacky was what i heard thrown around if you plant your foot and try to rotate like the ground isn't going to give yeah your acl is apparently (laughs) yeah your your acl your high ankle your mcl right everything anything that ends with an l it ends with you in an l well it was a win so let's talk about the good what did you see? Because there was. There was some good. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, for one, we beat a team we were supposed to beat. Yep. Like, I said last week, if we lose to the Jets, panic. Yeah. Um, we may still panic, but not because we lost to the Jets. <laughs> yeah. Not because we lost to the Jets. Um, and even, like, what's more, we beat them without any of our key players. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Your face right now tells tells a, a whole story. Well, like what? I don't know where to go from there. Like you lose, you lose Jimmy in the second half. You lose Nick Bosa for the season. You lose Solomon Thomas for the season. Mm-hmm. You lose Raheem Mostert. You lose Tevin Coleman. You're already yeah. playing without George Kittle and Richard Sherman. Like yeah, I saw a report that said that they could be without up to nine starters next week. Yeah, which is a bummer. Luckily, uh, we're gonna play the Giants. Yeah, this is the perfect like stretch of games to be to have a, guys out a, a week or two, right? Uh, because then it gets pretty difficult pretty quick after this stretch. But and then what's more, we're playing the Giants who don't have Saquon Barkley. Yeah, because he also victim. tore his ACL. Yeah. Join the ACL club. Woof, ACL All Stars. Okay, so Jimmy did not play. Uh, in the second half. No. But up to that point, he was 14 for 16 on uh, completions uh, for 131 yards and two touchdowns. And you said something interesting. You said that 
maybe we saw a better Jimmy as a result of that ankle sprain. How could that be possible? How could you be better after spraining your ankle? Uh, first off, uh, Jimmy's flame was extinguished far too soon, but it shone bright. <laughs> <laughs> also, the hit on that play. Listen. We take exception to where are the refs? Where's the flag? Where's I, the laundry? Listen, I need another one of those Colin Kaepernick apologies from Roger Goodell. Yep. Okay? Because we saw Jimmy. I, I'm pretty sure that was the play that he tweaked his ankle on. Yeah. Right. So he takes that, that ankle shot. He takes one knee, takes another knee, puts his hand on the turf, gets hit again. No flag. Yeah. Swallow the whistle. After... All of the roughing the passers we saw with with Kyler Murray in week one. Yeah. What the actual fuck? Yeah, that was messed up. Anyways, now that that's over. (laughs) uh, Yeah, I think we saw an improved performance from Jimmy Garoppolo because he didn't have the physical capabilities to stand back there and fuck around. Right. Right? He's he's hobbled. His ankle hurts. So his mobility is decreased. And he's got to get the ball out before he takes another hit. He doesn't have time to to panic back there. He hits his drop, finds a guy, and pulls the trigger. And I didn't know that it would take an ankle injury to do that. But that's what we saw. I think I tweeted about it. Like, is this is this a thing? <laughs> is like is Jimmy gonna be better when he's hurt? Yeah. Uh so like I'd I'd love to see that type of decision making and and that type of play with a healthy Jimmy G right uh, I think he graded out over 90 which is elite by PFF measures yeah so it's like one-legged Jimmy is, is elite but two-legged Jimmy maybe not <laughs> you just got to cut that leg off and then see right see like, what happens ta- tape tape his legs together like tie his shoestrings together and see what happens and then Nick Mullins came in in relief and was serviceable. Right. Did 8 his... for 1171. An interception that was, you know, McKinnon pops it up into the air. Well, first of all, uh, and, and we'll get to that when we talk about, like, the not so good in the game. Sure. Mike McGlinchey. Listen. Yeah, it's starting to become <laughs> an issue. Yeah. A problem. Because he got worked last week, too. He, listen, he got the business. Yeah. And, and that's part of that Nick Mullins interception is there's just immediate pressure right. off the right side. And he's got to, he's got to dump it off and it's not a good throw. Cause that's what happens when quarterbacks make throws under pressure. They're not good throws generally. And, uh, and the running game continues to be uh, elite. We saw Raheem Mostert before the injury take eight for 92 for in a touchdown. That's a 11 and a half a carry. Uh, Jarek McKinnon, Hold on. Uh, as much as we love Raheem Mostert, those stats are a bit deceptive. What'd you? <laughs> how, how many carries did you say he had? He had eight. Okay, so the first one was an eighty-yard touchdown. Yes, it was. Which means the other seven carries were a total of what? Twelve yards. Yeah. Yeah. Like not great, Bob. Uh, Jarek McKinnon did look fantastic, though, and. And that's what we need to see because he's the only healthy starting running back we have now. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, 
can we just talk about that third and 31 that he took for 55 yards? Yeah, that's not supposed to happen unless you're playing a bad Jets team. Because when you have third and 31 and you call a run play, it's not to get a first down. No, that's you're just trying to create space <laughs> and shave a little time. What yeah. we saw, and uh, I'm pretty sure I tweeted that out too, Jarek McKinnon doesn't have like the long speed that he used to have because like pre-injury, yeah. he houses that. That's a house call. Yeah. However, his ability to make cuts and his change of direction abilities are still filthy. Like you could tell that 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 he he was gonna get caught once he hit like once he hit towards the end of the run and he knew it too. He was like, Well, this is it for me. Right. But that that quick cut and the burst to get into the secondary, like that's still what we wanna see. That's what we thought we would get out of Jet McKinnon. So that's good. You love to see it. Uh, you hate that he's going to have to take a bulk of carries on this garbage ass field next week. Yeah. But because Tevin Coleman is uh, going to miss some time. Uh, I mean, he went 14 for 12 yards. So that's I, another good and unlikely good. We need to stop. And I mean, stop giving Tevin Coleman the ball. He's not effective. Well, and, and he, he had the, the MCL injury. And when he's back, I think he's he's cemented as the as the number three in the system. Uh, depending on how we just promoted Jamichael Hasty from the practice squad, like Tevin Coleman might have just injured himself out of a job. Yeah, because like we're already paying him more money than we're comfortable with. Right, and he's been he's been ineffective with the ball, and and we just called up an undrafted guy to take kind of his spot yeah. in the lineup. So. Yeah, like, I don't understand. It's the opposite of Shanahan's doghouse. Like, when when a player is in Shanahan's doghouse, they almost never get out. But then on the opposite side of that, you've got Tevin Coleman, who hasn't yeah. been really effective. He's had a few good games where he balled out. The one that sticks out to me most is like, I think it was like versus Carolina, where he had like three touchdown runs. Yeah. But other than that, he's been wholly ineffective mm -hmm. for the most part but they refuse to not give him the ball they keep force feeding it to him and i can't understand why and correction he has a knee sprain it's hard to keep the injury straight because because there are a ton of them yeah uh, i remember Mostert had the, the mcl sprain i saw like the graphics on on like espn and stuff and the whole injury it was just, like 49ers half of the screen was 49ers yeah. in a and in a week that it's easy to to look and say like oh yeah everyone got hit by this the, the Niners guy hit a little harder than most. Listen, it, it was like that super combo with Shinakuma where the whole screen goes dark and all you see is a whole bunch of punch animations. <laughs> <laughs> it's like 56 hit combo and he's just standing there going yep. in the dark. You're like, man, <laughs> we just got the combo breaker. Like, So in the receiving game, Jordan Reed, the emergence. Is that dude. Yeah. Seven for 50 and two touchdowns, both uh, in the first half. And I think both in the red zone. Yeah, the first one was a little longer, I think. if It, it may have been just outside, but uh, that's going to be interesting when, when Kittle comes back yeah. because he really hasn't cemented himself as a – no a red zone threat. And that was, that was part of the good of this game is like the 49ers have struggled inside the red zone. Mm -hmm. But this week they made it happen. And you love to see it. Yeah. Uh, Kendrick Bourne again leading the way in yards, four for 67. Uh, <laughs> that's still not – that's not a stat line you want to see. Yeah. <laughs> like your leading receiver has 60 yards. Yeah. 
Woof. Uh, which, this was a game that, for the most part, was a blowout. So Right. And Mullins, they didn't, they you know, you don't want to put the game in, in his hands necessarily uh, with no notice. Uh, oh, how many... <laughs> How many catches did Kendrick have in that game? Four. <laughs> Should have had five. Uh, <laughs> I definitely tweeted about that, and I think it was one of my more liked tweets. Like, Brandon Ayuk stole a reception from Kendrick Bourne. <laughs> yeah, Ayuk got his first couple of, of NFL receptions. And didn't, like I said, he didn't even know. They didn't see, like, Kenny behind him. And he, he saw the ball. He said, that's mine. Going to get it. <laughs> went up and hit it. Did it his way. Went up high and did it his way. Stole it. Uh, and man, I was, I had planned to make a, a, a Kendrick Bourne j- joke. Didn't they call him Kyle a few times? Oh, dude. Is it Jonathan Vilma who was doing commentary? Yeah. Oh God. Like get him out of the booth. Yeah. I was going to call him Kyle Bourne, but and I then, wasn't sure that was the right name. I think it was Kevin. I think he kept Kevin Bourne. And then he kept, uh, and then he was screwing up use check. Yeah. Name, Justin. He? Juice check. Yeah. Like, who, Justin Juice Who check. is this guy? Hit him all the way the fuck out of the booth. That's pretty embarrassing. Listen, I can do a job like that. Like, yeah. uh, if all you need me to do is mispronounce names, I'm with the shits. Like, call me. Uh, Jaquiski Terrett. Because there are two T's at the end. Absolutely. And it'd be. I'm pretty sure they did this on Key and Peel once. Oh, yeah. He's already like the substitute teacher. Uh, so defensively, you lose Nick Bosa. You lose Solomon Thomas. Uh, what were the bright spots in the game as far as the, the defense went? I mean, obviously, you can look to Fred Warner. Yeah. Who had uh, nine tackles, three assists. Who is quietly the best player on this defense. Yeah, had that, that fourth down stop. Like... I think even even when Bosa is in, I don't know if Bosa is better at being a defensive end than Fred Warner is at being a linebacker. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah, he looked great. Right. Um, my immediate good is that Nick Bosa goes down, Solomon Thomas goes down, but defensive production does not. Right. Right. We had guys that we were able to, to get onto the field and still still be somewhat effective. Not Nick Bosa effective. But still effective. And they did make a signing. That would be Ezekiel Ansah. Yeah. Yeah. Ziggy Ziggy lands in uh, San Francisco. Again. Uh, I mean, they've had him out like three or four times. Yeah. (laughs) Like, dude, that sucks. Like, the optics of that. Like, he was just... Like, Ziggy was just a booty call up until this point. Like, they'd fly (laughs) him out to San Francisco, work him out, send him home. And then they're like... Okay, no, this time we actually need you. So, like, <laughs> yeah. what's really going on? Well, and and he's been mired by injury a little bit in the last, I don't know, four years of his career. I don't think he's played a full season. No. And then he's got to step into MetLife on that on that field. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, one weird thing. It's a good thing, I think, that George Kittle was out. And listen, I do not. Want him on the field on Sunday. Yeah. Do not Please play George take Kittle. the... Yeah. No. Keep him the fuck away Isn't from the field. Isn't it weird that Jordan Reed came out of this unscathed? Like, I think I'm going to say that every week. Kind of, yeah. Uh, Granted, most of his injuries have been in the, yeah, the cranial from region. From the neck up there, yeah. yeah, for sure. But man, 
just and seeing I, people I drop saw like that. Flies. I was watching his highlights, and I was like, he's. I think he's really conscious of it, because when you see him make a catch and like take a hit, he definitely does as much as he can to try not to like take a hard landing. Yeah, like he just kind of falls falls over <laughs> Shaq style, where it takes like four seconds yeah. to hit the ground. My yeah, my eight month old baby does that. Right, like, man, you're really good at protecting your head. Hey, well, now so is Jordan Reed. Yeah, I think he knows. <laughs> Speaking of of signings, it was interesting to see Blake Bortles get signed by the Broncos and not see the 49ers make a splash at quarterback. Would do you think that's because uh they're confident in Nick Mullins to to lead down the stretch here or do you think it says anything about uh Jimmy Garoppolo's timetable? Both of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nick Mullins knows this offense really well. Yeah. And he's got a few years in the system. Right. And he's shown, like, when Jimmy got hurt a couple of seasons ago. Yeah, he was BDN able, is real. He was able to come in and and do some things. So I think it's equal parts this part of the schedule. Yeah. Like, these are winnable games, even mm-hmm. with a backup quarterback. Yeah. Um, Jimmy's got a high ankle. That's not a season ender. He'll be out three or four weeks so and we already have three fucking quarterbacks on the roster yeah like so no and you don't have to watch blake the snake (laughs) tear it up in the fourth quarter when his team is down by five scores right like like sam darnold (laughs) yeah a, a lot was made on twitter about sam darnold's touchdown pass about uh I don't even remember it. So so he escapes a sack, rolls to his left, and then throws an absolute dime uh, for the for the touchdown. And I think a lot of people were like, oh, this is proof that Sam Darnold is a great quarterback. Uh, but the thing about uh, broken clocks is that they're right twice a day. Facts. Eventually, something good's going to happen to just about everyone. And it was... Less than two minutes, the game was unwinnable. I mean, up to that point, they did not have a touchdown. Right. So I would say that was probably a little overblown. Right. Like, Robert Sala's like, they asked him, what do you want to run, coach? And he just, like, waved his hand. He's like, go do something. I don't know. (laughs) I don't even care. I don't give a shit. Just be where you're supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, Sam Darnold was was very ineffective. Uh, 179 passing yards. And a touchdown. Uh, the, In junk time. Yeah. And the uh, the Niners held Frank Gore. Frank Gore got a lot of touches. Like, it's it's weird that to see Frank Gore in the year 2020 to run the ball 21 times. It'll be even weirder to see it in 2040. <laughs> <laughs> he'll have a walker with tennis balls on the bottom, but he'll be, he'll be doing the thing. I don't know. Uh, f- Frank's a running back in the NFL, so he'll have one of those walkers that just has four wheels. Like <laughs> he just <laughs> he's just coasting along. Yep. He's got like a special basket for the ball. <laughs> they don't even hand it to Frank anymore. They just drop it in the basket and he wheels that motherfucker for, for four yards. But yeah, twenty one carries for all of sixty three yards. Free a carry. Pretty yeah. pretty effective. That's I mean pretty much all of Frank's career. Any time that Frank touches the ball, it's three yards. And it's kind of always been that way. Like, it's an automatic three. Yeah. 
Like, and then sometimes he manages to break bigger runs, but he's he's a little older now. But yeah. oh no, you can count on three yard to carry from Frank. And then you love to see the Niners play a uh, a pocket passer. Yes, Sam Darnold's two carries for seven yards. <laughs> Not a factor, Bob. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna play a, a, a quick game here. Uh, I'm looking at at Yahoo Sports's uh, team leaders for a few different uh, uh, categories. Okay. And I'm gonna I'm gonna see if you can guess who uh, these stats belong to. So are these specifically 49ers or is they this are, league-wide? Yeah, okay. this is all 49ers players. Dig it. So we'll start easy. Uh, leading the team in passing yards with 390 yards. Nick Mullins. I said we're starting easy, and he gets the first one wrong. No, Jimmy Garoppolo, of course. Very obviously. Uh, rushing yards. Who do you think is is leading the team in rushing yards with 148? Is that that feels like Raheem Mostert? It is Raheem Mostert. I was going to say he picked up 80 of those. I was like, <laughs> did anybody else do anything significant? Like, yeah, no. I mean, it's Mostert. <laughs> I mean, Jarek McKinnon through two weeks has 101 yards, and over half of those. We're on a third and 31. Right. And then, number. like, Jet has a lot of receiving yards. So, like, I was like, this is specifically rushing yards and not, like, all-purpose yards. So. Right. Uh, who is the leader uh, on the 49ers in receiving yards through two weeks with 110? First of all, through two weeks, you'd love to see the receiving leader on the 49ers have more than 110 yards. But right. this is... Maybe not the darkest timeline, but certainly not the lightest. No, we are, we are down in it. This is purgatory right now. So receiving yards, 110. Is that Kendrick Bourne? Kendrick Bourne is second with 101. Okay, so is it Jordan Reed? Jordan Reed has 62. So third. no, I'm wrong twice. It is Raheem Wait a Damn. Mostert. Mostert. Is yeah, that I forgot that he was like the leading receiver, receiver in, in week one. Yeah. Like he put in work. Uh, there are three guys uh, listed here with a sack. There may be more people with a sack, but can you name a few, few players with, uh, with some sacks under the belt? Doing the, doing yeah. the Eric Armstead doing my over here. Favorite celebration. <laughs> yeah. Like had to, had to rub up on the belly. The hey. Belly rub. I get it. Uh, yeah. So Eric Armstead, like, it's hard. I, I'm blanking. DJ Jones. Ooh. And Kerry Hyder. And Kerry Hyder, I don't think he played last. I think the Jets game was his first game. Yeah. Another bright spot. Like, uh, dude, I know that I think it's either Robert Sala or Chris Kasurik, our D-line coach. Like, one of those two really likes Kerry Hyder. Yeah. And so I bet they were really excited that he got into play. And then everybody else was really excited that he produced. So uh, One interception through two weeks. Uh, and that that was Jaquaski Tart. It sure was off was, of that tip ball from Dre Greenlaw in yeah. versus the Cardinals. And then who is the uh, total tackle leader of the uh, 49ers? Give you a hint. I uh, played a b- pretty big role in the tackles against the Jets. I'm gonna say I think that's Fred Warner. It is Fred. He's Warner. a tackling machine. Yeah. And then uh, Emmanuel Mosley, 17 tackles, total tackles, yeah. and Quan Alexander with 15. I'm surprised. Um, <laughs> yeah, because Quan Alexander would be the team leader if, like, all of his missed tackles yeah, were made. Tackles. His hallmark is missing tackles. Yeah, like, so that's been the report on Quan. He's always near the ball, but you're never sure if he's going to make the tackle. 
And the 49ers, just a, a, a few throwaway stats here, uh, they are seventh in the league so far as far as rushing yards are concerned. They've got 152 a game, so good to see that. Uh, yeah, that's pretty par for the course. Yeah. Like Shanahan always fields an effective run game. And then 26th in the league in passing yards per game, but, you know, you lose the quarterback in the... In the second week. You lose the quarterback, and then you mollywop the Jets. Like, you don't need to air it out. Yeah. Especially, yeah, with a backup quarterback. Like, give the ball to your backs. They've been eating this whole time. Like, they played really well, both running and passing, in week one. So just feed them. And then uh, passing yards allowed per game, fourth. Mm-hmm. So they, they've allowed under 200 yards uh, average through two weeks. Which, you know, Kyler Murray obviously did his damage with his legs, but yeah. Sam Darnold had to throw. Yeah. He did, and it didn't work out most of the time. Yeah. And then And that's without our number one corner. Like Yeah. We I think we started Mosley and Spoon versus the Jets. And it was still pretty much a no fly zone. Yeah. So like that should give 49ers fans like hope if we're playing uh, granted we're playing Sam Darnold. But if we're playing teams without our starting corners and without our starting defensive linemen and opposing offenses still aren't able to air it out, that's that's what you want to see. Yeah. Uh, they've allowed uh, – so rushing yards per game uh, allowed. They're 26th in the league, but also the small sample size. Kyler Murray kind of – gashed them a bit week one but it seems like they righted the ship this week yeah well like you know we love frank gore but he's not the frank gore of old so yeah and yeah tanks don't exactly have a high top speed no they do not so yeah um mobile quarterbacks give everybody fits um we our run defense was a little suspect last season so that's sort of carrying over to this season um it's not unexpected, but as we know in the NFL, for the most part, unless you're the Ravens or the 49ers versus the Packers, you don't really go run heavy and win games. In a modern NFL, you yeah. have to air it out. Yeah. So pass defense is your priority. So what in the world do the 49ers do about all these holes that have to be filled before this weekend? Because they've only made one signing, and it was Ziggy. I think maybe they also signed Deion Jordan. Yes, they, uh, good call. They promoted him from the practice squad. Boom. So they didn't exactly sign him. They just called him. Right. Up. Yeah. They signed a couple guys to the practice squad and then. Yeah. Um, I think we've, all, I don't think we need to do anything. Um, our defensive line depth is good enough to carry us through. We've got Ezekiel Ansa and Kerry Hyder. And I think those guys will be our edge rushers going forward. But then we've got we've got guys in the middle. Uh, Javon Kenlaw is still, you know, he's still playing reasonably well, mm-hmm. flashing his rookie season. So I don't think the interior D-line is a problem. We've got our edge rushers set. Uh, our linebackers came out unscathed, which is great. No, they didn't. I think Drake Greenlaw. Yeah, he has a thigh contusion. Boom. But he should still play. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's basically a bruise. Yeah, that's that's what I want to get to next. Uh, I'm going to throw out some names, and uh, I want to hear whether you think they'll suit up. Okay. So, you so think give me Green... the name and the injury. Okay, so Greenlaw, thigh contusion. 
He's probably going to play. Uh, D Ford with the back. He's not. Okay. They they gave him. They said they gave him some medicine, which is vague as fuck. As long as they didn't administer it Tyrod Taylor style, right? And gave it directly to his lungs. <laughs> like what in the what in the? I'm so glad you mentioned that. That poor man. Because I've been thinking about that for like <laughs> three fucking days. <laughs> like, and I remember like watching the broad, and they were like, Tyrod Taylor seems to be having some sort of chest pain. Was, <laughs> and then it comes out later. It's because the team doctor poked his fucking lung. Like. <laughs> What the fuck, bro? Yeah, of all the freak weird things. That might be the most 2020 injury. <laughs> Maybe. What a weird year. Right. Uh, the Chargers have hired Conrad Murray <laughs> as a team doctor. First MJ and now Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> Dr. Phil. Out like, there giving yeah, what is this? <laughs> like, you guys hired Dr. Mario. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, back to business. It's, back to business. It's business time. Is Jimmy Garoppolo going to play next week? No, no. I hope not. Don't we don't? I don't want to see Jim on this field again. I don't want to see any of our key pieces on this field again. Yeah. Like I'm worried that Jet McKinnon has to play on this field now. Yeah. Like, and he's going to be kind of the number one running back. Do you think George Kittle suits up? I think he'll suit up because they won't be able to stop him. I don't think he'll play, though. <laughs> like, I, Maybe like, he won't have to. Like, I think if he's a healthy scratch, he'll still suit up. Like, George is that guy. <laughs> yeah. like, he'll still be out there in uniform, even though Kyle's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, yeah, he and it said, seems like he's had a pretty accelerated timetable on this, too. Yeah, uh, he, he was at practice, so he, uh, I think, in a limited role. But if... If Kyle Shanahan has a lick of sense, George won't play. Um, Jordan Reed played well when he was asked to, and I think they'll just continue to ride that hot hand. And the last thing we need like, is for George Kittle to go out there and also tear an ACL yeah. trying to do George Kittle things. Yeah. like His play style doesn't lend itself well to a sticky field. How about JV at CB? I think he'll play, especially because Sherman's out. But he'll yeah. only play until he gets hurt. Like, I I hate to say it, but like, that is that is a recipe for Jason Verrett to go out there and hurt himself. Yeah. And then uh, to round this out, Raheem Mostert. You think he he tries to play through through this stuff? I I don't think. I think I saw that they've already ruled him like doubtful or out this week. I think he's also like it. It's just like the Jordan Kittle, Jordan yeah. Kittle, the George Kittle situation. Um, Jet McKinnon played very well when they asked him to play, and so I think Raheem is is far too important to this offense to risk on that shitty, shitty field. Yeah, I mean he's leading the team in in Everything. receiving and <laughs> and rushing yards, balling out. So no, I think especially when you're playing a Giants team that you can probably beat with backups, you just you the best thing you can do is just get out of there without getting anybody else hurt. Like winning this game should be secondary. And that's weird to say. Yeah. But like the first goal should be for nobody else to get hurt. Yeah. The second goal should be to beat the giants, which it's the giants. Right. And that's, that's another thing like 49ers fans know, like if we lose to the giants, 
with backups, we're not really worried about that. Yeah. Like the talking heads and the pundits will go crazy uh, yeah. talking about, you know, what happened to the 49ers. But you and I know, like between us, if we play our backups and lose to the Giants, we're not worried. They're not really a threat. You heard it here first. Like, don't overreact if it goes sideways. So, so big picture, uh, looking at all these these injuries, especially some of those those key out for the season type injuries. Um, does this lead to any concern from you about whether the Niners are contenders this this year? What their place in the division is? Maybe do you expect them to to fight for a wild card? Yes. Um, due to the injuries, um, namely Nick Bosa and Solomon Thomas, like he's not a big contributor, but he had been contributing up to this point combined with the fact that, uh, Seattle is letting Russ cook. Yeah. I I think that Seattle's finally like, go get your MVP. Right. Like, especially after last year, you know, like the number two, just go do it. Um, and I think he's. Probably leading the way right now. Yeah. So because Seattle is so good right now, because Arizona has taken that step forward and the Rams just aren't a liability anymore. Like they look more yeah. like the Rams of old. I think it's feasible that we could see two wild card teams come out of this division. Facts. Which is insane. I think we could also see the 49ers being third in the division. And I don't like that. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't like that. <laughs> And and I think it'll be like if if we end up third, I think it'll be Arizona in second place. That's a hot take, but I think I, mean, I think it'd be Seattle, Arizona, and then San Francisco. Yeah, let's 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 go ahead and go around the horn as far as as what the division did this past week. Um, Arizona, uh, make sure that everyone knows that the Washington football team is not great. They just got to play the Eagles week one, and the Eagles suck. Uh, 30 to 15 dub for Arizona on the back of uh, let me let me pull up Kyler Murray's stats 286 and a touchdown from Kyler in the air eight for 67 and two touchdowns on the ground so mm. yeah he's gonna be a problem this year for a lot of teams also uh, I would like to note that Arizona's starting squad beat the Washington football team by a similar score that the 49ers second strings team beat the Jets. Like I think the Washington football team and the Jets are equally bad. Yeah. And the Arizona ones put in a performance like the 49ers twos did. Yeah. Which kind of flies in the face of everything I just said about the division, but (laughs) I want to let that be known. Yeah. Like it's it's a possibility, but I don't think that like it's it's a reality that we live in just yet that Arizona takes uh, that second spot in the yeah. division. Yeah, twenty for eighty six from uh, Kenyon Drake on the ground, eight for sixty eight and a touchdown from DeAndre Hopkins. I don't know if you've heard this, but DeAndre Hopkins is pretty good at football. I think I think I've heard it a time or two, yeah. maybe on I Twitter. I think you've said it a time or two Probably. on this very podcast. Hey. Uh, Speaking of how garbage the Eagles are, they lose to the Rams 37-19. to uh, Carson Wentz looks very bad. I'm very happy about that. Through because a couple interceptions, no touchdowns. Uh, we have 
we have them after New York. Yeah. Yeah. We play the Eagles and then we play the Dolphins. Yeah. So keep on keeping on Philly. Stay yeah. classy. Three tutters from Jared Goff. Uh, we still don't know what in the world is happening with uh, the rushing attack in in L.A. So that's going to be an interesting thing to keep an eye on. Who did like they you, play? What was that? Who did they play? They played the Eagles. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, a lot of different guys getting getting carries. Uh, Speaking of rushing, um, I saw that the Giants signed Devonta Freeman. They did, yeah. We'll get to that. That's yeah. going to be a... I didn't want that to go unnoticed. Yeah. But... Anyways, as you were. Yeah, he, he turned down some, some contracts in, in the offseason, hoping for this very situation. And uh he got it. Yeah, he turned down a he turned down a, a contract from Seattle, I think, in the offseason, and he said no, because he knew he'd make more money when somebody tore their ACL. And uh Saquon Barkley did that very thing. That's fair. Uh Sunday night football was the Seahawks and the Patriots. The Seahawks come away with the win, thirty-five to thirty. And that was a pretty good game. Yeah, and it came down to the weirdest like reversal of of that Super Bowl, where you're like, yeah. "Why, why did you throw the ball? Uh, why not hand it to Marshawn Lynch?" And here we're asking the Patriots, "Why would you try to run the ball with Cam Newton there when everyone on the Seahawks knew that's what you were going to do?" Um, because they they did it three times before and it worked. Yeah, that's why every time they got in that situation, they ran that very play. Yeah, and Seattle didn't stop it any time but the last one. Yeah, so like, I can understand it. Like, if you're doing something and your opponent is not able to stop it, fucking keep doing it. <laughs> like, I think sometimes like I said, you win it, sometimes you. I lose think it. they scored like two touchdowns and a two point conversion running that play. Yeah, and Seattle was just unable to do anything about it. So they were like, "Well, fuck it, let's try again." Yeah, Cam Newton did score a couple touchdowns with his feet. Uh, Threw a touchdown, threw for almost 400 yards. I mean, this Seahawks defense allowed a lot. Uh, eight for 179 yards from Julian Edelman. That's a big boy game. Yeah. But then Russ on the other side throws five touch, touchdowns and an interception, and also the interception wasn't his fault. Greg Olson just kind of <laughs> booped it up for no reason on a pitch and catch. Greg Olson. Yeah. What, what are you doing, boss? Uh, DK Metcalf continues to be uh, an absolute force, four for 92 and a touchdown. What did you message me? I was just getting ready to say that. Uh, I messaged Jeremy. I think it was right after that big touchdown mm -hmm. catch. And I said, DK stands for Donkey Kong. DK. Like, Donkey <laughs> Kong. Hey, my boy is going bananas out here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Tyler Lockett, he goes uh, seven for 67 and a touchdown. All these touchdowns were caught by different people. That's that's pretty impressive. Yeah, Chris Carson, uh, pretty solid on the ground. So the Seahawks well, doing Seahawks. Things. What we know is Russell Wilson is also good at football. Yeah, cooking first, him up firsthand, unlimited. Anyway, and this this uh, this silence now brings me to another week of Kirk's Corner. Yeah, that's. That's what I want to know. Where I talk about Kirk Cousins for one minute or less because I am a Kirk Cousins apologist. And, uh, oh, there's a producer in my ear. He's saying we don't have time today. That's a real bummer because... Uh, because Jeremy's the producer. <laughs> I'm in my own ear saying, 
Uh, <laughs> please do not talk about Kirk Cousins today. What um, was the score of that Vikings? Oh, also, um, my mama told me to tell you that Kirk Cousins sucks. She's a Vikings fan, but she don't have no love for Kirk Cousins. However, she does have copious amounts of love for Laquan Treadwell. You heard it here first. <laughs> so that's a joke because my mom fucking hates Laquan, Laquan Treadwell. Like, absolutely. So. Uh, You're not making a listener out of her. Uh, actually, uh, maybe I am. <laughs> so, so Kirk Cousins he went for 113 yards on 26 attempts and a whole bunch of interceptions, for, if I recall, for three interceptions and no tutters, no touchdowns. Woof! They scored one touchdown on the ground. And this concludes Kirk's corner. <laughs> that's that's Kirk's crying a corner. <laughs> <laughs> so week three. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah. Forget it. Forget about Kirk. It's not important. Right. So I'm going to play the game that's not a game again, uh, which I think you've uh, you've probably caught on to by now. Name this team. Okay. 14th in the league in passing yards, 260 per game. Literally, literally last in the league in rushing yards. Averaging 52 rushing yards per game. So total yards, 29th in the league. Who is this team? <laughs> it rhymes with schmooshmork schmiots. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, I get it. I get it. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here's a fun stat uh, if you're not a Giants fan. Uh, who is the leading rusher for the New York Giants through two weeks? Danny Dimes. It is Danny Dimes. <laughs> Danny Dimes. <laughs> 43 rushing yards. What is happening in New York? Well, okay. So, obviously, you know, week one was against uh, was against Pittsburgh. Yeah. Where I'm pretty sure Big Ben outrushed Saquon Barkley. I think that was, like, <laughs> the meme that I saw. But that's arguably, I mean, that's a top three defense in the league these days. For sure. Uh, and then, then you you go up And I guess now, uh, Big Ben's a top three rusher. Because, <laughs> I mean, he outrushed Saquon Barkley. Very true. Boom. Uh, and, then, and then they face the Bears, who generally pretty good against the run. Yeah. But, man, what a, what a steaming pile the Giants have been rushing the ball. What are your concerns this week? I know last week we were like, how could the Niners possibly lose against the Jets? But but let's let's bring that question full circle. Are there any concerns about this Giants game? Just the the field that they play on. Just MetLife. I'm not worried about anything else. Yeah. Like the Giants don't have anything for us. Any any concerns about uh about what personnel are going to be on the field and whether they stack up against the Giants? No. All right. I'm not. I'm not. I, they don't have Sterling Shepard. Right. Yeah. He just. Uh, so. He just went on IR. Right. And so I don't know who the fuck else they have at receiver, but. So their, their three pass catching threats are going to be uh, Evan Ingram. Tight end. But uh, we've got. We've got linebackers and safeties that cover yeah. pretty well. Tight end, I'm not worried about. Um, Golden Tate, who 
Yeah, he hasn't done anything special. Right. Not uh, worried about that. And Darius Slayton, who is pretty good, but he also plays for the, the Giants. The New York football And you can Giants. give him a lot of attention. You can pretty much take him out of the game. Right. So, no, not worried about that. Um, I'm and we're not... expecting uh, Nick Mullins yeah. to suit up uh, and, and start. We're expecting Jarek McKinnon to get the bulk of the carries. Yeah. And then um, Kendrick... I'm also expecting more out of Brandon Ayuk and Muhammad Sanu this, this week. Mm-hmm. So, and I don't know. I'm not worried about the Giants' defense at all. Yeah. It seems like uh, Blake Martinez is oh, kind of there. We love Blake Martinez. Yeah, he really has been the only only bright spot that we've seen. Really? Yeah. Because I don't know if you saw the playoff game versus the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> Where, like, we ran exclusively at Blake Martinez. Well, good news. Blake yeah. Martinez is, uh, well, he's leading the team in tackles by a significant margin. I mean, that, uh, that should tell you. Blake Martinez played in the NFC Championship game last season. And yeah. now he plays for the New York Football Giants. Yeah. Because <laughs> because we ran at him for the tune of 250 fucking yards. So who's going to have a, uh, a big game on offense? Mm. Um, I think Jet is is primed yeah. to to break out. Yeah, and like I I like that he's he's making me right when I was like Jet McKinnon's gonna be the guy to watch in this yeah. offense. Yeah, yeah, and he is. Um, I see Jet contributing. I think Jordan Reed has another decent game because I, I don't think know Jordan, if they have anybody that can cover him. Yeah, I think I think Jordan Reed's gonna get another touchdown this week. Probably more than one. If the 49ers enter the red zone. Which I assume they will, unless they score exclusively on eighty-yard touchdowns. Uh, <laughs> Jordan Reed's a guy, and I don't think that's going to be a thing with Jet McKinnon. I don't think he's an eighty-yard touchdown guy anymore. Yeah, yeah. Now he he might run a couple out from 30, 35, Yeah, but not he's not taking one from Do one of the field passing game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've, I I want to say I expect a good game from Brandon Ayuk. Yeah. Like, I think they start to move him around and do some of the gadget stuff that they used to do with, with Debo. Yeah, I may have I may have been a week early on the emergence. Last right. week, I was like, look for Brandon. And you were like, ah, he'll, he'll be worked in slowly off right. this injury. And you were right. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah, as, as per freaking usual. Well, like, I hope so. I live this life. I'm about this. Yeah. Um, Come see me. Right. I'm about that. Um... <laughs> Yeah, I expect Brandon Ayuk to have like a larger role. I don't expect him to like take over the game necessarily, but I expect him to contribute. We may see his first touchdown reception as yeah. a professional in this yeah. game. So, uh, what's the score of this game going to be? Woof. Because last week it was it was easy to predict yeah. a lot of points 49ers, a, a couple of points Jets. Yeah, I'm not sure. I I'm not sure that the score will reflect. How one-sided this game probably will be. I'm thinking it feels something like a 24-17 game. Yeah. 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 Like, I figure... Yeah, I figure we're good for for three touchdowns. I'm thinking maybe, like, two to Jordan Reed, and maybe one to Jordan Reed, one to Jet McKinnon, and mm-hmm. then one for one of the other receivers. Like I said, I think maybe it's Brandon Ayuk this week, but it could be Mosa New. 
Man, could I be s- Kenny Bourne. I said I was going to write it down, and then I didn't write it down. What was that? 24 to 17. 24, 24 to, to 17. To 17. going to lock that in. I'm going to say 24 to 14. I think... Uh, I always want to add in that like extra field goal, because field goals are weird like that. Yeah. I think that this team... Uh, Will likely this Giants team will likely get a late touchdown just like Darnold did last week, but for the most part, I think I'm gonna call it. I think Nick Mullins throws a pick six. Okay. I think that'll be the I think that'll be the touchdown during the bulk of the game. Yeah. And then I think they'll they'll hit another one in garbage time. Yeah. Lock it in. That feels right. And then they'll hit like a field goal to give them. So like it'll be they'll be going into the half and it'll be like 17 to 10 or something. Yeah. Any more thoughts on this week? Uh, like I said, keep, keep all of our most important guys off the field. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the best case scenario is let Jordan Reed do the work. Right. Keep Kittle off of that. Off of that yeah, game. keep Kittle off the field. Keep Garoppolo off the field. Anybody who like... Anybody who we couldn't win the Super Bowl without, <laughs> yeah. keep them the fuck off the field. Yeah, that's a good call. Yeah, like I'd take, I'd take five more like Nick Mullins led games if it meant we had a healthy Jimmy Garoppolo down the stretch. Uh, so yeah, stay healthy. Like that's the big key. And I don't think anything else important needs to be said. Well, I think that's where we'll call it then. Uh, Look for the if if our consensus is anything you go off of, I'd say look for the 49ers to score 24 points this week. Yeah, I think that's that's fair to say. Oh, um, see, oh, I damn near did it again. <laughs> <laughs> Self-respecting podcast. Listen, if if you're listening out there, make sure to like, rate, review, subscribe, tell your friends, get all of that and thank you for listening yeah all the podcast things everything that everybody always says at the end of their pod like rate you know uh, spread the word and come follow us on twitter at adjacent niner and at everyday niner um and also get in my mentions right tell me your top three pokemon i want to know about it yeah because interacting with fellow faithfuls is my shit i can't tell you that enough get in my mentions i will reply probably with a gift because that's how i do and there's only a handful of of pokemon that we'd make fun of you for well probably and i'm gonna leave you with this vikings titans kirk is gonna come back even stronger like a phoenix from the ashes Sayonara, faithful.